Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Risen. It's another Sunday morning, and so we're going to be uh, opening up our Bibles and getting into the Word again. And uh, today, we are still on track with our uh, four-week series that we're doing um, over the, you know, or not over, but using the aid of concepts from the book, um, The Life of the, or Life of the Beloved. And so... Today we are looking at the second week or the second step of being the beloved, and that is, uh, as Henry Nolan called it, uh, being blessed. So last week we talked about being taken up into the kingdom of God and into the um, the fold of God, and so now we're going to be talking about this word blessed. Now I want to preface this with the fact that the word blessed can be a very dangerous word, and um, in today's world, it has been kind of, the word blessed has been taken and ran with and kind of distorted by this world. And when the world says that they're blessed or says that um, a situation is blessed, we're not always talking about that kind of blessed that Henry was talking about in the book and, and the kind of blessed that we're going to be talking about today. And so I want to preface the fact that when I use the word blessed, I'm not using that worldly word of blessed that means you have a nice house or a nice car or you're in a good situation. So as we jump into uh, this little study, let's, let's go into it with that mindset of, of we're talking about a different kind of blessed. And so today we're going to be in Matthew. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 5. We're reading verses 1 through 12. And so we, some of you may already know what we're about to read. Um, it's the Sermon on the Mount, uh, and it's the Beatitudes. Um, and, and we're going to cover over that today. Uh, this scripture uses a lot of the word blessed. And so we're going we're gonna to jump into that. So Matthew 5, starting in verse 1. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. He opened his mouth and began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way, the persecuted they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And so as we're looking into the scripture, <clears throat> there's a lot of the word blessed used throughout. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. And, and all these words... so. So blessed being a fairly pleasant word, and then followed by, um, or at least the first few times, is is 
not so much of a pleasant result. Blessed are the poor. Sorry, not pleasant result, but but uh, some some unpleasant words follow. Blessed are the poor. But then there is a, a positive result. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. But then we have some things that are, you know, good good traits. Blessed are the gentle. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. But all in all, um, what really what's what's being gotten at here, what Jesus is getting at here when he's teaching this um, sermon that we have entitled the Beatitudes, when he's teaching this to the disciples, is that the, the, the reward that is tied with the word blessed here is not one of earthly meaning. He's not talking about earthly comfort. He's not talking about an earthly kingdom. He's not talking about earth, earthly satisfaction. And I, and I think it's really important that we look into the, the last verse of the section we read to understand that. Verse 12, Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Your reward in heaven is great. Now, what exactly does that reward look like? I could not tell you. I, I don't know. One day I will. One day we all will. Or at least those that belong to Christ. But I'll tell you, it is something greater than anything we could ever have on this earth. What I do gather about heaven when I read the Bible is that in some way, shape, or form, our relationship with God will be complete. And that in itself is greater than any reward we could ever have here on earth for the gap that is between us to be finally closed for our sin to be gone and for us to live in perfection with the father that in itself is already a greater reward than anything that this earth could provide and so when we're doing these things the beatitude calls for us when we're being gentle and peacekeepers and being merciful. We shouldn't be doing it to expect some kind of earthly reward. We should not be doing it because maybe we'll get some more friends or maybe we'll be a more popular person or if I'm nice to them, maybe they'll be nice to me or, or whatever the motivation should be. It should not be for reward in an earthly sense. Our only motivation for doing these things that Jesus has said is because, it, for one, it's a command of Christ. The, the action being blessed is a command of Christ. And for two, because we're storing up treasures in heaven. And I, and I do think it's very interesting to hear when, when Christ says, blessed are the poor in spirit, you know, he's not saying, and, and the reason I use the word command is because he's not saying this is a probably going to happen. This may happen. No, Christ is saying that if we live these lives according to these set terms, these set kind of characteristics or, or, or just other characteristics that are biblical and, and match that of the character of God, we will be blessed in heaven. We will be blessed 
after this life. And, and so it's it's sort of a commanded sense that he is like commanding that it, it, it'll be true, commanding that it, it's it's a promise. It's like when he looks over to this, 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 uh, the sinner uh, on the cross and says, today you will be with me in paradise. It's, it's that same kind of, of promise that we're seeing here. And so, why then should I be merciful if I see no heaven, no earthly reward? Sorry. And I think that's a question that's going to be asked. Because there are some people who could who could care less. There are some people who would much rather receive an earthly reward. There are some people who uh, are, don't believe in heaven, and so why would they want a heavenly reward. And so this is why we have this proper order of taken then blessed. This is why the blessed does not become come before the taken. That's this is why you don't receive any heavenly reward bef- before you're taken up taken up into the kingdom of God, before you're taken up into the fold of, of God. So that's why there's that that's why there's this order there. Because to be blessed Heavenly, you must first belong to heaven. You know, as a kid, if you receive an allowance, you receive an allowance from your parents because you're a part of the family. If you weren't a part of that family, you wouldn't receive an allowance. And so it's this important step of be taken first. Then we can move to blessed. But I think it's also important that there are these things that we need to do. Yeah, yes, salvation is a blessing in itself. And your reward in heaven, well, the fact that you are in heaven is great enough a, a reward. But, but I think it's important that as we look at these Beatitudes, when it's talking about being blessed, uh, for, you know, when it says, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, things like this, there's an action that comes before that, poor in spirit. Uh, those who mourn, those who are gentle, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, those who are pure of heart, those who are peacemakers, those uh, who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness. It's not just, oh, you get all this and, and, and a bag of chips. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not teaching here that this is a works-based faith, based faith, that you need to do these things to receive salvation. No, th- this is not true, but what we're getting at here is faith-based work, this idea that a faith in Christ being taken in him will lead you to these actions, which leads to being blessed. If it's by your accord that you do these things, then they're not going to be of heavenly value. If it's by my human motivation and my human accord that I go and be a gentle person or I go and be a peacemaker, those those aren't going to be. It's not going to be a heavenly 
peacemaker. I'm not going to be heavenly gentle. I'm going to be worldly. But if it's by that power that has been put in me when I receive salvation, that motivation and the conviction of the spirit that stirs within me, that leads me to do these kinds of things, then that is how we see this this blessed outcome. And it's important to realize that when we are peacemakers of Christ, it's not us, it's Christ in us. We have just as much sin nature as the rest of the world. God didn't choose us because we were already more holy, and so the process of refining us would be easier or not at all. Absolutely not. And if you look at the uh, people throughout history, the people in the Bible that God often chooses to be his most powerful instruments, they are the farthest from the holiest, the hardest to refine. And, And so we have no reason to get high and mighty about ourselves. It's because we are imperfect that God can use us and mold us. So let's not get high and mighty about our position. But let's remember that as we live this life and when we feel these callings of the Holy Spirit to do certain things, to go share the gospel, to not speak in that situation, to show compassion to that person. When we feel that leading, when we feel that call, just just do it. If you feel in your heart you should do something and, and the Bible says that thing is good, then just do it. Don't worry about what people will think or what people will say. Just do it. If you feel called to give someone, you know, someone on the corner, if you feel called to give them money, give them money. If you feel called to give money to your church, tithe. If you feel called to give someone the shirt off your back, give them the shirt off your back. Don't do it so that you'll look better. Don't do it so that you'll be a quote-unquote good person. Do it because... You are trying to imitate and live like Christ. Let's be cliche. What would Jesus do? But truly, what would he do in these situations we come upon? What would he do if someone crossed, uh, if someone cut him off in traffic? What would he do if he saw someone begging on the street corner? What would he do if he saw someone cold out on a winter night? Genuinely ask yourself this question and and try to answer it as best fit as you can with what you know about Jesus through the reading of the Bible, through your personal study time, through your meditation, and through your prayer. And the result will be something along the lines of these actions given out in Beatitudes, in the Beatitudes. And I don't think that this list here is extensive. I don't think... You know, I think you could have thrown in those who are humble. I think you could have thrown in a couple other characteristics or actions into this list. 
you know, whatever is holy, whatever is good, put your minds on those things. Yeah, that's another command we're given. That's not a very specific list. So if you feel called to do something or if you feel in your heart that you should do something and it lines up with the teaching of the Bible, just do it. And yeah, you'll be building up a, a heavenly reward. You'll be storing up heavenly treasures. But also I find that when I do the things here or when I do things that I feel called to do, I, I am blessed here on earth. I do feel this sense of warmth and this good feeling in my body. And so, yes, you're not doing it for that. You're not doing it for earthly reward. But not always will it be bad to be gentle. It's not always bad to be humble. Yes, persecution is listed here. Persecution doesn't feel good. But as we see through the life of Apostle Paul, it was not always bad to be persecuted. So let's remember that, but also... Let's keep our minds on that when we say that we're blessed because of these things, it's not because we're here on earth. It's not because of anything that we can do on earth. It's because of the heavenly reward that's waiting for us. Dear God, I thank you for this day. I, I, I thank you so much that you've given me time to come here and to read your word, uh, to study your word, Lord. It's such an encouragement to me. Uh, it, it's a wonderful way for me to start out my day. And I pray that this is just as encouraging to other people, uh, those who listen. I pray that we all begin to work on living a life that is focused on imitating Christ, imitating his characteristics. I thank you so much for this day, Lord.